Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Are You Afraid of Ghosts? Where each week I will talk about true ghost stories, haunted houses, paranormal activity, urban legends, and more. My name is Jessica Atkinson, soon to be Jessica Gulliford, and I am excited to share my findings with you. If this is the first episode you're listening to, I would love to hear your personal ghost stories if you can send them to areyouafraidofghosts at gmail.com. This week, I'm excited to talk about a place that is in my hometown of Levittown, Pennsylvania. The place is called Bolton Mansion. Bolton Mansion, growing up, was always the creepy place on the corner that no one really ever visited, so I didn't really know much about it. I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for me to do some research since I started this podcast and thought, why not? Why don't I look into something local? I know people probably have tons of stories, so I'd love to hear them if you want to send them to the email, but I'm going to tell you what my findings were. So the first thing I found was on Pennsylvania Haunts and History. It's a website. um, Actually, it's a blog spot. So it's called hauntsandhistory.blogspot.com. And this person wrote, Uh, The 500-acre Pemberton estate dates back to 1683. They called it Bolton in memory of their English home in Bolton, Lancashire. We guess that with the accent it came out as Bolton. So the mansion was built in 1687 and it's what is now called Levittown Bucks County. So if you're from that area, you know exactly where Bolton Mansion is because it's the creepy place on the hill. The home itself is sort of a hodgepodge of design. It was added, um, added to and modernized at least four times up to the 1860s. It lasted as a working estate until 1938 when it was given to the University of Penn. It quickly changed hands going to, the US, going to U.S. Steel as a guest house 10 years later and then to suburban innovator William Levitt in 1952. He in turn gave it to Bristol Township which used it as a municipal building until 1966. It sat vacant for decades, and now it's a National Historic Landmark being renovated by the Bucks County Conservancy. Um, It does have its ghosts, and it does have its ghosts. (laughs) Excuse me. One spirit that roams the grounds is a lady in a long dress and cloak. She's seen at night and surrounded by a soft aura. Another woman also walks the grounds, crying to herself as she searches the area. A little girl has been spotted on the second floor of the mansion, running from window to window and peering out each one. Patty Wilson in Haunted PA thinks the pair may be a separated mother and child looking for each other. One reader wrote and said that he and his friend saw the shadow of a woman in red go by. Sounds a lot like one of the girls to us. But the most famous ghosties are those of the rebel soldier and his girl it was said that the owner of the estate disowned his son for enlisting to fight for the south during the civil war when the war ended the son returned home but the father refused to forgive him distraught the young man hung himself from the second floor stairwell his body was found by his childhood sweetheart mary a house servant who shot herself after making the gruesome discovery But this tragic tale seems to have a happy ending. A visiting psychic investigator sensed some activity on the stairs and shot a series of photographs. When the pictures developed, the images shown were of a soldier dressed in a Confederate uniform, 
posing with a lady in a Civil War-era dress at the top of the steps. It seems as if the star-crossed pair that couldn't lay claim to home and happiness in life managed to do so in death. Wow, that's crazy. It's a happily ever after story, I guess. Um, very sad circumstances. So a couple other things um, before I get to the testimonials is I just wanted a little bit about more about the house because some people think that they know everything about the house, but um, if you really do read about it, it's very interesting. And I'm not going to bore you with a lot of history, but I will say that since it's such an old building and so many things have happened over the years that it's hard to tell that if the stories have changed over time and if people have different experiences. So basically um, it was a farm and also um, a, you know, a, a structured home. It now has 27 rooms. And if you go into um, Bolton Mansion and you, you know, there's a lot of paranormal activity that people try to pick up with their electronic devices and such. If you've ever watched one of those ghost hunter shows, um, because the building is so old, it's going to pick up things creaking and noises in the background. So it's hard to tell if things are really what they are or what we want them to be. Um, you know, it's one of those things where we want to believe. So, so it's, um, it's interesting, but it's all about the Pemberton family. So if you do some research on the Pemberton family, they'll tell you a little bit more. Um, but the ancestral home of the Pemberton family, um, was located, on the Newportville Falsington Road in Bucks County and has been known uh, for 290 years as Bolton Farm. So basically this farm existed and it was over the, um, it's been altered considerably over the course of nearly three centuries of use. And what now has this 27 rooms built, um, it's changed and expanded. So architectural evidence alone is sometimes conflicting and it's not the purpose of this, you know, um, to basically dispute, you know, certain dates of construction and physical appearances, but they really just wanted to um, explain that it's been changed so many times. So the first issue to arise is that of the original date of the house. So if for some reason you're looking up Bolton Mansion and you find discrepancies, it's a possibility because some people may have different versions. The first issue was um, the date and after the, their families had arrived on November 17, 1683, Phineas Pemberton purchased 500 acres of land and built a house, probably of English frame construction, which was called Grove Place. Finding this location damp and unhealthy, they finished another house in 1687, five miles from the Delaware. Um, this house was called Pemberton or Bolton because of the family. And I kind of already expressed that in the beginning of this episode. So I just wanted to reiterate that this was a different location that I found this information. So you want to make sure that if you're doing your research that you um, get as many facts as you can so that way you don't have eight different stories. But let me get into the juicy stuff. So I was watching a couple of different things and I really wanted to figure out, you know, where could I find the most stories and the most testimonials um, that people have given. And this was a an episode of it's called ghost detectives show. And, um, I found it on YouTube and it was recorded about seven months ago. And, um, the gentleman that they spoke to in the beginning of the episode is actually, um, a man that I've been trying to get a hold of, um, but he is super busy and he 
works long hours. So um, if I can get some testimonials from him later, I will add those into future um, future episodes. But his name is Dave Newman. He's the president and board of director of uh, board of directors. So he was talking to these. Um, basically, the episode was all about all of these detectives that brought all their equipment in. There were probably about six or seven of them, men and women, and they were all ready to kind of stay the night and pick up whatever they could find. So they were asking questions to Dave and said, you know, can you tell us anything about the house and what stories have you heard? And he stated in the video, there were contractors in the building. They were working on the house. Um, the one contractor saw two children playing on the landing and a woman in a white dress running in and out of the rooms. So the one contractor asked one of the board members at the time, uh, the worker wanted to know, you know, can you tell me a little bit about the family that lives there? And she said, why? And he said, because we saw two children playing and a woman running in and out of the rooms. And she said, there's nobody in this side of the house. There's no family that lives here. So that just tells you that, you know, in plain daylight, they might be able to see something running around. Also, he expressed, there are some famous pictures of a soldier and a woman in a dress on the bottom stairwell. And you can see the stripe going down the leg and you can see the woman is in period clothes. So obviously it was back in the day and it was caught by the University of Pennsylvania or the community college, one of the two. Um, they spent the night there with some students. So a lot of people go here from all over just to basically check out the old creepy haunted house. There were supposedly two hangings, a girl and the soldier. So like I told you earlier, it says that the soldier hung himself and the girl shot herself. So there may be some variations of the story. The building is about 330 years old. It has 27 rooms. I expressed that earlier. So this just kind of clarification of different avenues of where I found the details. Another um, piece that I found was talking about the um, experiences or testimonials on some of the things that people have had. So there are a couple of different websites. Um, I talked about the Pennsylvania Haunts and History, which I like that site. Um, and they do have some testimonials on there I'll talk about in a second. But this is a different one. This is from a, a woman named Amanda. She said, I absolutely had some very intense experiences while living in the mansion. Whoa, wait, wait, she lived there? Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. So examples would be pictures flying off the walls, heavy boot footsteps on the main floor, even when motion detector alarm was on, a garland floating in air for several seconds before being thrown at me and my mother from a mantle, several heavy old windows going up and down on their own, sleep paralysis situations where I was actually dragged off the bed by my ankles, had hands holding me down and saw a man cowering in the corner and voice of a little girl trying to help me. Along with daily shadows, cold spots and voices. Once there was a ball of light while I was looking out the window, come straight from the sky and disappeared as it entered the window. At the time, I thought maybe a ball lightning. The strangest part is how the mansion is still something I consider home borderline obsessively. Even though I now live in Florida, 
Every time I visit PA, I go there. It will always be home to me, even more than my childhood home. I don't tell many people my stories because I don't expect them to believe me. But I want to get the word out. I feel that the spirits still have a little hold of me, the good ones. The bad man spirit, who I was able to chase away from coming to my apartment in the mansion, is a coward who preys on the young and those who are under the influence or not of a strong mind. The children and the woman are truly good souls, I believe. Well, I have to do some research on Amanda because it sounds like she lived there and I would love to know more. Okay. This next testimonial is actually from my aunt, um, my aunt Nancy. She lives in Poughkeepsie, New York, and she used to do some ghost hunting. So I asked her to share with me any stories if she's ever been to Bolton Mansion. So she drafted up this little, um, this little bit of information that I wanted to share with you, which I think is interesting because it was when I was younger. She writes, at the mansion, we were only walking around the grounds late at night. But as with most investigations, when a ghost shows up, it messes with your electric equipment. I had two voice recorders, a Polaroid camera, which goes to job back far, far back it was, and a 35 millimeter camera and an EMF meter. We just put two, we just put new batteries in all the equipment, which I would always do for a new investigation. And yep, of course, things were acting up and went dead pretty quick. Before the EMF meter died, it spiked really high with a reading a few times and then went dead. There was no reason for the spike. We were not around any wires or anything that would make it go off. Because we walked around to get a baseline reading and there was nothing to make it go off even a little bit. Even when batteries die, they don't make it spike either. So the voice recorders died instantly and we got nothing. The 35 millimeter died and we got nothing. The Polaroid was able to get a few pics of it off of it before it died, and we caught very weird stuff in like two of them. She offered to look for them and send them to me. I told her it wasn't necessary since I can't really show them, but if she does find them later, I can post them on our Instagram page or our Facebook page. So the voice recorders um, dying instantly, that's just creepy because then they can't really record anything. So I don't know. But then she puts, so on top of all that tech stuff, we all felt strange as soon as we pulled up um, the car and got out. We said this to each other and all agreed the ghost knew we were there and coming towards them. We walked around about a half an hour feeling followed. Our hair was sticking up on the back of our necks, weird and nervous. And whoever was, I think it was my sister that was with her, um, right before they left, so they either felt a tap or on her or something like that but it scared her very much and she wanted she and us went running to the car she said it was definitely time to leave for sure so thank you for sharing that aunt nancy i think that's um crazy and i'm glad that you survived okay so another testimony someone writes i remember also going back in the day 1978 ish the mansion had an open Halloween haunted house for people to pay and go through for a few years that they did that. But I heard the rumors back then it closed down because the real ghost in the house was too active and was throwing things at the guests that would walk through. So it was unsafe for the public. There might be an article about that in the Bucks County paper, but I'm not sure. Okay. 
So thank you, Aunt Nancy, for sharing all that. And as I was reading the, um, the Pennsylvania Haunts and History page on that website, I like this. Um, someone anonymous said back in 2013, in 1975, I skipped a day of school with a friend. We lived in Holly Hill, and that's that's the location of where the, the house is, if you guys aren't familiar with the Levittown area, and got in one of the windows in the mansion. As we climbed the stairs and reached the top, I looked towards the front of the house. A shadow went past the doorway to the right that looked like a woman in a red dress. We never went back. That sounds very scary, and... Okay, this is from Frank Lombardi in 2015. He writes, back in 1975, all my friends went to the Bolton Mansion. I was only 15 years old at the time. All of us approached the side of the building and looked inside. We dared each other to climb through the window. As soon as we got one foot on the windowsill, organ music started to play. Well, that was it. We ran so fast, we must have set a world record. Thank you, Frank, for sharing that. That's crazy. And I would totally run out of there, too. In 2015, Anonymous says, I remember back in Halloween of 1978, the area high schools and Bucks County Community College did a charity haunted house inside of the mansion. I was with Bishop Egan, and we did two rooms in the mansion. The only time I was ever in the building, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself, I saw no ghosts other than the ones the schools made to frighten the guests. Well, that's good. That's a happy story. So no one was scared there. So Thomas Sands says in 2017, I'm 30 and 16 years ago at night, I was sitting on the front porch and I was facing the Salvation Army and I seen a ghostly figure under the streetlight. It looked like a soldier and I didn't know one had passed away in that house until now. I have been in that house a few times when the care, when the caretaker was there, but now that makes sense. I hope they never demolish it. Yes, yeah, so there is a Salvation Army nearby. So if you guys aren't familiar with the area, that's what he's referring to. Another person indicates, I heard this story from two different groups of friends unknown to each other. In 1980, both guys from different groups were dared to spend the night alone. When they woke up in the, in the morning, a ring of chairs surrounded the bed. Nothing was heard as the chairs floated in and out, in and around the bed. Scary and creepy. Thanks. That was from Anonymous. Yes, that's very creepy. And I don't know who would be brave enough to stay there at night by themselves, um, but those were some brave souls. This next part is from hauntedplaces.org, and this is the Phineas Pemberton House, Bolton Mansion reference. So they ask, they ask people to share their experiences, which I love reading, because I love to know the, the real stuff. So a few people put, this is from Kyle in 2014. We visited the house for a family gathering. While we were there, we went to the house being renovated to the right. And while we were going upstairs to the bathroom, the chairs and children's toys moved. It was a scary experience. Yes, it is very scary. Okay, so Jack um, from, it looks like Jack Marthen is his last name. And this was in 2014. He put, we went into the basement. It was creepy. 
They told us stories of what paranormally had happened. I wouldn't go down there again. The hallways felt as if something or someone were watching us. They had dolls in their family room. It added to the creepiness. Let me tell you, I ran out of there like a cornered dog. (laughs) Okay. This is from Cherry in 2014. I went to this place when I was like 14 or 15 with a few friends and my boyfriend at the time. And we were hanging around the property. It was all boarded up and the upstairs outside light cut on by itself and then cut off a few minutes later and did this three or three or four times. Then I separated from the group to slight uh, to slightly to the right of the property near the shed. Looking down, I picked a flower and felt this overwhelmingly sense of get the hell out of get the hell out of here. And I heard footsteps running towards me at full force with nothing attacked. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. So um, with nothing attached. um, So I took off running down the hill to the big tree where my friends were and convinced them to leave and go in the playground across the street. And once again, the lights started to turn on and off as we watched from a distance. Mind you, the entire building was boarded up. No one inside it. It hasn't been used in anything in almost two decades. Still a very freaky place to be. Super beautiful house, though. Would love to see it in a, in a new light. Okay. All, she types also, if you Google the location and zoom into the front porch, there's a little ghost, ghost girl sitting there to the right. Ooh. Well, yeah, there's supposed to be a little girl there. Okay. This is, this is from Hans in 2016. Went on a tour here in 2012. At the very back of the mansion is an outdoor oven that had been, has been closed in. An entity that dislikes men in particular is said to dwell there. I asked the man if I could walk closer and he said, okay, three to four steps in all the hair on my body stood up like statically charged and an overwhelmingly unwelcome, almost malevolent feeling overcame me. Out, out loud, I said, okay, I understand I'm leaving as I backed away as fast as I could. In the room behind the little store on the first floor, my kids were watching a video. They had a view of the stairs where they were seated. They heard children run down the steps and then down the hall past the doorway, but nobody was on the steps or in the hall. So it sounds like a lot of people had some pretty creepy experiences. And I definitely would love to check it out myself. One thing I wanted to add is Dave Newman that I was speaking about and his wife, Sherry Newman. They are both co-founders of the Fairless Hills Paranormal Group. And I love to read things like this because they are so, they're tied to the actual Bolton Mansion. So they get an up close and personal um, look at that. And they did actually do tons of investigations. You can see on the website that they can, um, you can access their YouTube videos. And if you really do um, want to look further into Bolton Mansion, I do recommend there are several um, YouTube videos that are out there. Different um, people have visited. You'd kind of have to see, it's hard for me to explain in a podcast, but basically it's a group of people, various groups of people, I should say, all different types bringing in their equipment 
and they're sitting in the in the dark and you will start to see some shadows you will hear weird noises at one point a group of people they're asking you know what is your name and he says mother effer <laughs> and I, I don't want to make this explicit um, but the one lady said did you hear that and he said yes I thought I heard the f word and she said you're right and the other guy says to the ghost um, you know is that your real name <laughs> because that wasn't very nice so nothing else came after that but just thought it was you know interesting and that's what they that's what they hear when they ask what the ghost's name is so if you've never actually seen one of those shows and you're interested in this topic if you go to um there's various shows on on online that I'm going to talk about probably different episodes I've seen that int- interest me but you can go on um, YouTube and just type in Bolton Mansion. All of these people went in there with their equipment and you can see the actual um, video of them doing this. So it's pretty cool and it's kind of a follow-up to all these testimonials. Um, my goal is to visit there and then uh, hopefully have my own experience. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I'm, I, like I told you, I'm not a ghost hunter, um, but if I do experience something, I would love to be in a place where you know, a lot of history was made and a lot of people have experienced it. It seems like it's a pr- pretty sad story of the people that died there. Um, but, you know, multiple people seeing a woman or a child, um, you know, all different types. I definitely believe that there's people that are still living there, even though they've passed. And there's also even, um, you know, some ce- cemetery pieces that are surrounding it. And if you're not familiar with the area, Pennsylvania obviously has a lot of history and there are so many places that are considered haunted in Pennsylvania because some of the buildings are so old that um, I could probably find thousands of stories that are going to be, you know, local to us. And if you're not from Pennsylvania and you listen to this, I will still be locating um, places all over the country and maybe even in other countries that if you send me your, you know, your story, I'd love to do some research on your town or your building. Um, there's a lot of hotels. There's a lot of, there are a lot of bed and breakfasts, um, that are haunted. And I am just so intrigued by the fact that there are so many ghosts walking around, if you believe, which I do, um, that are kind of lost in this limbo between, the, um, the afterlife and the real world and how they interact with people is interesting because sometimes they don't know, um, and this is my own personal opinion, but they don't know that they're dead or they, they do know, but they don't know that, you know, they don't know why someone's living in their home and they don't understand. So that's why sometimes they get upset and want people to just get out of their house because they look at them like trespassers. So sometimes you'll see in these ghost hunting stories where people will introduce the fact of, you know, kind of I'm Sally and this is Mark and this is whomever, whoever's with them. And we're not here to do any harm. We just want to get to know the people that live in this house or have lived in this house and try to get a history and connect with you. And usually they'll ask what the ghost's name is and then they will get some type of response sometimes and it will say you know, maybe a a name or it'll have a sound. Sometimes it's clear, sometimes it's not. But you kind of have to watch these shows to get a better idea of what the actual sounds 
um, sound like because sometimes they sound like full clear words other times it's just mumbling so they're trying to interpretate um, interpret not interpretate <laughs> interpret uh, what they're actually saying so um, that's pretty much it for Bolton Mansion like I said if I do chat with Dave Newman I'm going to definitely post any additional stories or any experiences that he has that he would like to share for the podcast in the meantime Please make sure that you send me personal stories on any of the places that are near you, or if you've ever lived in a haunted home, I'd love to hear all of those stories um, because it's definitely very creepy and it's pretty awesome. One other story I forgot to share, um, my friend Christy um, had submitted on my Facebook page that she's been in the Bolton Mansion, she's been in this house many times. Her great aunt used to live in the back portion of the house upstairs on the third floor in the late 80s. I wonder if it's the story that I told before. We'll never know. I'll have to ask her. It's got a great history and a whole lot of people died there. You should cover the Bolton Mansion Cemetery um, because it's in Holly Hill in somebody's backyard, which um, I definitely did look into the cemetery. I didn't find too much information on the cemetery, so that might be, again, another follow-up. But I think that um, it's pretty neat that there are still so many stories floating around and people still saying it's haunted, and I love it. So some of the places I will be investigating and looking into for um, future episodes are going to be Sweet Hollow Road in Long Island. That was referred to me by um, a co-worker of mine. Helen's Bridge in North Carolina. Buck Out Road in Westchester, New York. Jarrett Town Hotel, which is not too far from me. So that's also in Pennsylvania. And um, any personal stories that people tell me along the way that may not have to do exactly with what I'm talking about that week, but I'd love to share. So hopefully I didn't scare you guys too much. Um, this is just more of a historical place that if you can visit or you can do some more research, check out their website and try to make a visit. Good night.